The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. You're listening to the Underdog Sports NBA Show. With host Tyler Laurie and Zandrick Ellison. Brought to you by Underdog Sports. Tune in every week as Tyler and Zan recap the biggest storylines and news in the NBA. Welcome to episode 259 of the Underdog Sports NBA show. I am Tyler Laurie and I'm joined as always by my co-host out in LA, Zandrick Ellison. Zan, how are you today? Doing well. We just watched. Woke up. I woke up early because I'm a patriot and watched the U.S. demolish Italy and go to the semifinals of the World Cup. That's sort of the big basketball storyline going on right now, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. Uh, and I think, you know, we tried to record today is Tuesday. Uh, we tried to record on Monday so we could, you know, write a eulogy for the United States men's basketball team after losing to Lithuania. And now what a difference 24 hours makes, right? Lithuania loses to Serbia and they are out of the world cup and the United States is on to the semis where do you know who they play? Zan? Um, this undecided yet. It's probably Germany. Oh, they, Germany's but those good. games are tomorrow though. So the other two, I, yeah, the other two quarterfinals, right. Are Germany and Latvia and then Canada and Slovenia, which should be quite good. Obviously Shea versus Luca. Yeah. Canada is probably deeper than Slovenia has Luca. And then, Germany, Dennis Schroeder is doing really well. So we'll see. He's a good international player. So what's your takeaway? Obviously, they lose on Sunday. Um, I think we should talk about that first before we kind of talk about Italy. Because Lithuania is certainly a better overall like basketball program than Italy is. And uh, I think, you know, they've given the U.S. trouble in the past. And we kind of went over this roster last week. But I had a slightly different day because I watched a lot of that game, too. The takeaway was, hey, they're too small. They got bullied on the boards. You know, Jonas Valenciunas is a beast. I I tend to chalk it up to more like like Lithuania. I think they made their first nine threes. Or, they did make the, They did make their first nine threes. And they had a couple of shots where they looked like prayers that went in. And look, I, I tend to look at it as like if you're at a top level, you know, if you take the you know, a bunch of G leaguers who are Americans, like they have a puncher's chance of winning 10% of the games, you know, it's like against, against better teams. I'm saying, you know, like if you're at a certain level, you're you're in most games. And so like Lithuania is like, are they a better team? No, they, they just lost. We just saw them lose after that. So like those top European teams, like trade wins and losses all the time. And I think there's some, some of that built into just the format of international basketball. Yeah. And I think, so one other thing but, I will say, yeah. they, they made 14 threes, right? Lithuania. They also, they were 20, 25 from the foul line. Some late game free throws, you know, it happens, whatever. They did have 18 offensive rebounds. The U.S. only had nine. Interestingly enough, Jonas, zero offensive rebounds. So, like, we can kind of make the narrative whatever we want. But the bottom line to me is that they just weren't ready to go in the first quarter. They gave up a bunch of open threes that yeah, Lithuania They were down 20 made. early. And so it, it's hard to spot a team that's very good on offense a 20 point lead and then expect to make it up. Now, granted they came out in the second half very much more awake. Um, Ball pressure was very good, but I have a friend who's played the European basketball for a lot of years. He now works in the NBA, but he was saying that one of the most important things for a team like 
the United States with a lot of young guys is like your ball pressure has to be excellent. Like you have to be locked in. Otherwise you get carved up on offense because these guys, they've been running the same sets for like a long time because a lot of European teams play exactly the same way. And obviously we know the NBA doesn't play that way. And so I do think, and you'll bring this up in a couple minutes, but they just weren't ready to go in the first half. Like they just weren't and they were bad defensively and they are not good enough. You know, if you have LeBron and Durant and, you know, I don't know, Kawhi, whatever, Paul George, Harden, you're probably good staff. You're good enough to just win the game, right? This team's not that good. So I think that they have to be kind of locked in. I would say they, they should be favorites to win the World Cup. Sure. But it just, you know, it, it probably well, is a good wake-up call. It's sort of that, you know, they do try to train together for a month. But it, you're right. Like, they're not playing actual offense. It's And I, I feel like there's two – we saw the good and the bad of U.S. basketball in these last two games where it's like – when they're playing well and they're playing loose and they're sharing the ball, I thought they did really well in against Italy doing that. It just looks loose. And sometimes I think when they get in danger, USA, not just this team, I'm saying the last few tournaments, they get a little tight and they get a little tentative offensively. And then they, you know, struggle to kind of like, then they kind of devolve into like one-on-one kind of play. Yeah. And so, and a lot of that you could make a lot of people like if you're practically picking nits, you'd say, you know, Jalen Brunson has been getting criticized for his defense and his playmaking. And Jaron Jackson has been criticized for his rebounding. He had one in two games. What did he do this last game? He had today. Jaron Jackson had monster three rebounds, only 10 minutes. Cause he, he played, he played 11 minutes because as you would expect, he had early foul trouble, early foul trouble. And then Paula was playing well. So they just kept with him. Yeah. Jaron Jackson, 5,015 minutes against Lithuania, too. So, like, you know. Yeah, he's just, like, a mess. <laughs> I said to you privately, like, he does play like somebody who's, like, like, he's, like, an international player who, like, they found at, like, age 20, and they're trying to teach him basketball. Yeah. Like, he doesn't seem to have that natural, like, feel. But he's it's, very talented, though. It's and his weird dad's a player, which, it's, yeah. It's weird. He's one of the most interesting guys on the team. Well, let's let's table him for one second because I do yeah. think like what you've said about the U.S. is uh, objectively true. Yeah. Um, redeem team aside, in like 2012, 2016, 2021, whatever, when they've needed a bucket, like they do go ISO, and they've had Durant, they've had Carmelo, they've had Kobe, they've had LeBron. Like those guys will get you buckets. This team only has like I, I've said this to you before. Outside of Anthony Edwards, who, whether or not you think he's a great scorer or not, he is the one guy that can, like, really get himself a shot, right, if the if the floor is clogged. And whether it's a good shot or not is, is up for debate. But I think if you if you just if you just added Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, and Bam to this roster, yeah. you would probably be totally fine with what you've seen. Because mm-hmm. then you had, you had two guys who can really score. You had a very switchable kind of big who can bang internationally. I just don't think Jaron Jackson is that guy in terms of like how international defense needs to be played. Right. Because his timing in the NBA is very good, but also like in the NBA, he doesn't have a lot of things to do. It's much more ISO. Like he's much more like reacting to pick and rolls and things like that in, in international basketball teams are running like sets. You have to be, you have to be paying attention. You have to be like on your line and, and you know, low man, like at the nail, like you, you've got to know what's going on off the ball. And he, to your point, just seems half a step slow in that regard. And so he can be the best rim protector of all time. But if he has no defensive feel when like there's a ton of different movement and passing, he can't play for this team. Well, and also it shows you the pros and cons of being a great shot blocker. It's, 
um, the pros, obviously, you know, it's good <laughs> to protect the rim and be a, an intimidating shot blocker. The downside is get in foul trouble if you're chasing blocks, and then also you're getting out of position. You're out of like yeah, that. So that's like a big reason why he's not a great rebounder. And offensively, he's, you know, away from the basket a lot too. So there's he's like never been, to- I will say like, he's never been a good rebounder, right? Even like in yeah. high school, like he wasn't a good rebounder. And for somebody who was as big as him, you, you don't really need like a bruiser. There's this sort of like, I was looking on your favorite site, Reddit. And there was this sort of like post about how like the death of the American big man is happening because like that, you know, there, there needs to be like a bruiser on the roster. And so, like, somebody was like, Why I, don't I think that's it? an intentional choice, though, honestly. Like, cause I think they've, Steve Kerr, it's sort of the, you know, the before Steve Kerr, too, Popovich, th- they've made the decision, I think, to be like, we want switchability. We want Bam. We want Draymond. We want these lightweight bigs. Those guys are also really good basketball players. Like, not just like really good at switching, just really good at knowing what to do. Like, Bam and Draymond, high, high defensive IQs. Um, but I was going to say, I thought their first half against Italy, I texted you too. It was like, I thought they were playing as well as I've seen them play. And part of that is like Italy just looked kind of soft and outclassed. Um, it was like not competitive. For It was the first time I'm like this against a theoretical top team. That do I'm you like, think? This, this team's not close. Do you think Italy's a theoretical top well, team? Well, I don't know. They were in the quarterfinals. I, thought I don't want to. I don't want to. Like, their group, right? I don't want to shit on international basketball because I do think it's very good. But Italy does have, what, like two NBA players on their roster. And yeah. that doesn't mean that they don't have really good players. Like for a long time, Spain had guys that were like very clearly good enough to play in the NBA that just made a bunch of money playing in Europe, right? And everyone was always like stunned about that. And it's like, all right, Sergio Yu is like one of the best players in the world and nobody knows about him. Like we don't see that a lot. Yeah, Italy doesn't have a lot of like athletes. Take that. Yeah, that's that's the other that's the other Um, part about it. And Lithuania has so much more size, but also it's like usable size, right? Like like Valanciunas is really good, but they have other very good players that have played American basketball, but also can move, can make shots. Like, yeah, I I don't buy. Shout out to Lithuania. Yeah, they look. You know, they're a tall country and they're a small country. I think what they have like two, three million people. Um. Our, our heritage we are lithuanian by the way oh, you, you are so. i did not know yes. that. i i do <laughs> think that one of the things with like the u.s is that and we we talked about this last week but they, they're going to have to decide what they want to do for the olympics because mm-hmm. they are sort of stuck in this period of transition and I, you know i think we have talked about it on this podcast a lot but like the best young players in the nba are there are tons of Europeans and you know Canadians whatever you want to like Shea or, or Victor or Luca Jokic like all these guys like Embiid maybe can play for the U.S. we've talked about maybe he plays for Cameroon maybe he plays for France but you know th- there are good American players and and elite level superstar American players but a lot of those guys are older now too so it's well, like that, if you would indulge me that's what I wanted to do I want to play a game with you okay um like Saw. Do you want to play a game? What was that? Never saw any of those movies. I didn't either. I just thought that was the tagline. Um, I wrote a Reddit post about it, so I kind of kind of set the table. Okay. I want you, you're going to cobble together your dream team roster for next year in Paris. So it's in Paris, which is not going to be easy. Remember, France is the team that beat the U.S. for a game last time in the Olympics and then lost in the finals by like five. So they're pretty close. Yeah, I remember that. I actually remember that. Yeah. And they were they were winning a lot of the game. Yeah, they were legitimately like the big rivals last time around. It's too bad the U.S. didn't get a chance to play Lithuania again. Um, 
but we'll see. And I mean, they're not going to play Lithuania, but I'm saying like the team that beat them. So I want you to, to put the roster together and you could be as realistic as you want. Cause like, I'll start with this fact. Are the oldies going? It's in Paris. It's going to be a tough situation. They're all load management worried about titles. So somebody like LeBron James, let's start with him. He's going to be 39 years old. Do you think LeBron goes? Do you think Steph Curry goes? He's going to be 36. Do you think Kevin Durant goes? Kevin Durant's going to be 35 and he's already won three gold medals. So tell me of these old dogs, of those three, let's say, the three best players of the last decade or so, do you think any of the three sign up? Okay, so Steph, LeBron, Durant. I would say LeBron's 0%. No shot. Like, will absolutely not go. I would say Steph. It's probably like, did he play in 2021? He did yeah, not. You right? know, it's interesting because I, I didn't even realize when I wrote the little post, Steph has not been a part of the U.S. team yet. They Ever. Like he has zero gold he's, medals. Yeah. It's been mostly like injuries and he's expressed a desire to play. Okay. So LeBron has done it three times. Yeah. And he did not do last year, last time around. He's not. He, there's no chance he plays. Zero. Okay, zero. Durant seems like Durant could solidify himself as like the best international player ever. He's already, I think he is already that I, I will say as of today, September 5th, Durant is probably 50, 50 for me. If he has an injury prone kind of season or they get really close to the finals. And I I will say like, we have talked a lot about Kevin Durant in the past, but like, I think he loves playing basketball. Like I, I think he genuinely loves it. And so I think if he's healthy and able to play, he probably will want to play. But also I, I do think he's getting older and he has to pay attention. So I'd say he's 50-50. I was going to say Curry was like 0% as well because he likes to play golf and he's got a lot of other things going on. Mm-hmm. But maybe no gold medals. And he is – I don't know how much he cares about like his – overall profile but like he is like knocking on the door of the top 10 and maybe a gold medal puts him over so well you know what's kind of a maybe bad 15 thing? percent for steph curry you know what's a bad thing for this is in terms of our chances in paris specifically the next olympics is los angeles right if i'm not mistaken yeah it is so if you're lebron and you live in la and you want to do sort of like a swan song cup of tea like, doesn't it make more sense to, even if you're going to be 43, like you could play 10 minutes a night. I don't, I, man, I, I don't know. I, don't I, know. I, I think it makes more sense for LeBron to be like, maybe that's the end of his career. Like and he of, plays, like, and he plays in the LA Olympics. I, maybe. In the LA Olympics. Like remember Magic Johnson played on the dream team after he was retired. Yeah, he was retired. Yeah. So I can see LeBron like being like, I'm retiring end of the road. I'm not chasing titles anymore. I don't need to save my energy. I'm going to be the face think, of the LA Olympics. Do you play think 10 minutes a night? I bet you if, do you think he'd be, he'd be the flag carrier probably? Would he not? Oh, for sure. And I don't know. About, I don't about know about like for a, sure. I don't know about for sure. Cause there are a lot of like uh, LeBron James at age 43. What about like Allison Felix? She's probably totally no, toast. But like, if but. you're LeBron James, you're saying like, I've maybe this is my last time I'm ever playing basketball professionally or whatever high level again. I think it's almost like if you worry about legacy points, him winning the gold medal in LA at age 43 he's is a lot better than gold medals in the US I know I'm just saying it's a lot better year. than winning in Paris at age 39 like I'm just saying like it's just a cool <laughs> I'm pitching the documentary let's get Blake J Harris on the phone Dude, that, would be, that actually would be a Hollywood ending LeBron James Steph Curry maybe he'll be retired twice by upon a time in Hollywood no quadruple what is it what is it if it's like 
four times because it'll be his fourth gold medal. But anyway. it was, yeah, like, or what if it's the last run for all of them for Steph, LeBron, and KD? I don't like, know. We're all I, going I out think, together. I think I would bet the most on KD playing. Steph, I, I'm, I'm actually kind of interested about Steph. I didn't, I did not realize he has not played an Olympic team. Honestly, I didn't know yeah, that. And it is like a domino thing. So, like, do they want to play together? It seems like LeBron and Steph probably do. And then do you bring in Jerry, Draymond, their buddy? Draymond's not going to not want to play with Draymond's Draymond. not going to be on the team. All right. Give me the, what's the next okay, tier? So, I, so we're saying no to all these guys. Let's just be conservative. Okay. You get a bad call back. They're saying, sorry. I, I think, we're I, I think Kevin Durant is more likely to play than I'm not, just saying, but um, let's right say now. not. Let's just say, not. okay, fine. Not if you, I mean, you're asking me to play the game. And Draymond Green is going to be 34. He ain't, he's not playing. Okay. Q, you about, know why? I think Steve Kerr like needs a break from Draymond in the offseason. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I just don't think he wants to deal with that. And I can know. see Draymond going as Steph goes, though. Maybe. I mean, Draymond okay. won in 2021, so like... That's true. Okay, old guys, injured guys. Is there any chance we get Kawhi and Paul George there? No Kawhi. I'd be surprised if Paul George went. He's already done it. Like He broke he, his leg. It's, it's hard it. for him to stay healthy. I would okay. be surprised if we saw I, I'm with you. I, I said no to all these guys, just to be conservative. If they show up, great. Um, what about old guards? Kyrie Irving is going to be 32. Dame no is going to be 34. Uh, Dame, maybe. I think Dame is the first guy that I think, other than KD, that I think is a maybe. Because I do think that way, the way Dame played in the last Olympics was Tokyo. Like the way he played there, I think he'll want to try to do better. Uh, I don't know if he can stay healthy as well, but like I, I, I'd say Dame is there's a chance. Kyrie, no shot. There's no way. They're just not. And then some older other old guys. James Harden's going to be 34. You have no Harden. No things done. No Um, Harden. No Clay Thompson. No Chris Paul. Jimmy Butler. He's going to (laughs) be in his mid 30s. I don't think so. He was the name that I looked at though. It'd be fun. I mean, he'd be a guy that they should want to have, right? Right. Well, it's sort of like a. I wonder about the political side of it. Like, let's say Dame goes to Miami, and then suddenly they're all buddies. You go together, Jimmy and Dame. Or vice versa, Dame's like, I'm not going if LeBron's not going and Steph's not going. you know. Or maybe he wants to go because he'll be the face of the team. I don't know. So let's say all the old guys say no. Because I think that's, that's just practical. Do they really want to go and play tough games against France yeah. in and France Butler, and maybe lose? Jimmy Butler has a gold medal already, so it seems unlikely to me. Okay, so we're not getting any oldies. We'll, we'll make calls. Any now, oldies. <laughs> so the... The group from let's start with the group from 2020. It was technically 2021. Okay. Um, this is the group. Tell me if you're inviting them back. Okay. okay. We mentioned a few of them already. Damian Lillard. Drew Holiday is getting older. He played. I would well, invite. Started. I would invite Drew back if he wanted to play. I think he's a perfect guy to have on the team. I think he was one of their best players, and I think uh, that it's, his conditioning is still very good. I think he takes it serious. I don't know if he will want to do it. Um, the sort of, I considered like the bedrocks, hopefully they show up Devin Booker and Jason Tatum, both Bo- young. Booker Tatum and Bam, I would say are yeah. locks if they want the, to play, but I would the, imagine they all three will play. That, that's what I said too. Those three, I think are locked in. The other guys are a little old, maybe not good enough. So 2020 team, Jeremy Grant was sort of a filler on that team. No Keldon Johnson. I doubt it. Chris Middleton. No way. And then they had roster fillers like Keldon Johnson and JaVale McGee. Maybe bring JaVale. I like <laughs> bring JaVale. No, he's, he's available. Not, he's not he's got, he, he, he just got, got the King. I think the King signed him, didn't they? Or they cut him. Yeah, I think they cut him. Maybe. Uh, or it's like non-guaranteed or something. So you yeah. said the exact same thing I did, where the core is going to be Booker, Tatum, and Bam. Well, I think... I, and like then you're I said, saying, I, let's try to get Drew there. 
I think Drew and Kevin Durant are possibilities. And maybe together, because I think the old guys want to play with the old guys. Um, I do okay. think there's a concerted effort, by the way. Like, and I know we're going to get into some other players, but like, there is this, like, in my opinion, this concerted effort that like Jason Tatum is like the next guy. I think so too. And he, and, and he may and he may be that guy, but he's played. He's been part of the Team USA program for like a long time. He was just okay, in my opinion, in Tokyo. I feel like he had some good moments. I also feel like he had some odd moments. But like he, he, in my opinion, is who they want to be like the next guy. Yeah. Also, I you agree. said I, mean, I think you you said Zach Levine was on that team, and uh, yes, he played well. I think that they probably will invite. Zach. I, I'm a little confused about why he didn't get invited to the World Cup, given how good he was, and maybe he said no. I don't recall, but I think that given how he played there's a good chance that Zach Levine goes again. Yeah, I, my mistake for not mentioning him because I actually put him on my team because I, yeah. I thought he played well. He kind of fits well. I'm, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure if he wants to play, they'll, they'll have him play. Okay, so now you add in groups from this World Cup team. Okay. How many? Through you, it. What's our? What, can you remind me? Like, it's a twelve-man roster. It's a twelve-man right? roster only. Yeah. So yeah. we're gonna have to cobble. Okay, so we have so four currently. We're not. We have. To, well, if you're counting Levine or Drew, we'll Levine. put them on the bubble. Well, I, I'm counting Levine. Okay. Drew, so I'd, I'd say, like, I think Drew is, and KD are both 50-50. Okay, so you have four people done. But maybe you want to bump them. We'll see. So the FIBA team, I think the guys who played the best, Anthony Edwards didn't play well today. They, but but, but you, would you give him a spot? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think Ant-Man is in their plans. And I think Paolo is in their plans as well. I don't know if they'll take him. But well, what about? Ant-Man would, for sure. Ant-Man for sure. Mikel Bridges for Mikel sure. Mikel Bridges, I, I locked into because he played so well, 100%. so like steady and malleable. <laughs> what about the controversial guy that I put in? Maybe you're taking the spot away, Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah, I don't know, man. I guess like he can play next to. I guess like he can play next to Bam. Yeah, like, that's what I thought too. Like on he's... the perimeter, I think. I think it's very. I think it's more likely he goes than not. But I do think they, I do think they, and maybe because they have Bam, and maybe they do get an older guy, like they don't feel like the need to have that like random vet, the like Bobby Portis or Javale McGee, right? And so like maybe that does make Jaron Jackson in. I, I don't think Jaron Jackson is like a very good international player personally. But the problem I, is I put him in because like he's starting on. There's no other options really, right? Like yeah. who's. He's not a bad guy to have in your arsenal. Like I still think the good outweighs the bad with him. Okay, well personally. let me let me let me pose this. Well, I'm putting him on the borderline for you. I would say, and we haven't talked about him, and I don't know that he'll go. But like Anthony Davis is, I forgot about him. Yeah, that's a great probably one. the guy that they should be trying to get there. Yes, play center. But I, I don't know if he'll do it. I, I would say that like they should be putting on a full court press for Anthony Davis to play on the team. Yeah, you're right. That that's a my bad for not including him in my post. But like he's almost like the most important. He needs guy, to just be because the the need. That's what I'm saying. So you have Anthony yeah. Davis and Bam. You don't need to bring Jaron Jackson. No, or you can bring him, and he's your third big, and like that's great. But and like then Anthony Davis is going to be 31, so he doesn't really have that age excuse as the really old guys. And if LeBron to- goes, you figure he'll definitely go. I mean, I mean, he is a big wild card. Durant and Anthony Davis are definitely like the big home run swings we need. Not yeah, I, I mean, those are the guys. Like I said, I mean, Anthony Davis to me is like, I mean, Anthony Davis has what one gold medal. So like, yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so other guys, the guards have been a little on and off. 
maybe you can put, you can put them in the maybe pile. So, you know, it's like a wedding list, you know, if you have room. Jalen Brunson and Tyrese Halliburton. Do I don't think I'd bring any of each. You're gonna they're gonna bring one. But like it just that that's this is where the Drew Holiday swing is kind of interesting because like I feel like I'd rather bring Brunson than Halliburton. I I think I think Halliburton's played better, but Brunson's I think Halliburton is a better I, I think Halliburton is a better player. I think I trust Brunson's like physicality a little bit more, although he's been not great defensively. I also don't know like Again, this matters quite a bit if Drew's going to play, but I don't know if like Donovan Mitchell is in the plans. Like, well, I, I have, I'll get to him. Don't worry. I don't think Trey Young's in the plans. Right? Wait, now. hold on. We're doing the FIBA list, so just you. Can I would only bring one file. of the two, and I would probably pick Jalen Brunson if I if I was okay. Going I'm to. putting him in the maybe file because you're not enthusiastic. I'm not enthusiastic. That's for sure. Um, then there are some like role players. You know who I think would naturally be in the maybe pile, like Austin Reeves. I think Austin Reeves is the most likely role player to make it. Like I think they would take Austin Reeves before they take like Brandon Ingram or Cam Johnson or Josh Hart. Josh Hart actually makes a lot of sense though. Yeah, but I, 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 I don't like think Josh Hart, Cam Johnson, Walker Kessler for a big guy. I agree with you though. Paulo, I think, is somebody that they wanted to I think, keep around. I think they'll bring Paolo. He just like makes sense. You can play a lot of different ways with him. Like he can be a five man. You can probably play him at the four. Like he's a big body too. He rebounds. He can defend. Like yeah. I, I think. And Paolo also like the there. idea that like he's somebody I would bring because even if he's your tenth man next year, he might be your starter in twenty twenty eight. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Okay. So. The to of this group, the FIBA group, you're kind of promoting Ant Man, Mikael Bridges, Paolo, and you're saying Re Austin Reeves is probably I, I a think blue J- guy. I think one of Jalen Brunson, or I, I don't think they'll bring Reeves. I think they're more likely to bring Reeves than the other guys. Okay, but well, I'll put them borderline. JJ, Jay, Brunson, and Reeves are in your maybe pile. Yeah, and I would. Put, I mean, Halliburton, I think, is in the maybe pile too. I just don't think they'll bring both. I think it depends on who they yeah. get from like that. Like you said, just, if Steph Curry says he's going, they're not going to tell him no. If, well, here are the biggest names of guys that we have not mentioned on either of those two lists that are young. Donovan Mitchell, you mentioned, averaged 28 points a game last year. And Jalen Brown is in the mix, too. Okay. I think there's a chance. I don't know about Donovan. Is he a guy that would fit in this kind of format? I think he's I fine like in this format. I don't, I don't like love him, but like... I think it's I think it's fine. Yeah. I think it's gonna be hard to keep him off the team. If it's almost wants, like a statement he, to keep if him he off. wants to play, yeah. And I think Jalen Brown the same. You can always use wings, like Yeah, I agree. And so like those two guys, if they want to play, I think they'll be there. Um but what, here's a, here's a question. Say that it comes down to and it might not, Jalen Brown versus Zach Levine. I mean, I think I'd probably take Levine just given the international success in the past, but I think I think they would take Jalen Brown. Okay, so let's talk about other guards. You have flashy young guards. I'll give you a few. I mean, the only guard that they should be absolutely taking is John Morant, and like they're not going to do that. It's well, I'll not- tell you, the, the young flashy guards would be John Morant, Lonzo Ball, De'Aaron Fox, Darius Garland. Seems like Lonzo Ball, he's like, can't play. No, Lamella Ball, Lamella Ball. There you go. And Trey Young. None of those guys are going. They're definitely not taking Trey Young. That guy would be an absolute disaster on an international stage. <laughs> and He'd be great on offense, but he, I mean, there's no way he could guard anybody. He'd get posted up every guard, possession. The bigger guards you would have to consider, just as like an Austin Reeves type. Austin Reeves, Alex Caruso, Derek White. Does Cade Cunningham make a leap? 
And yeah, I don't think they'll take any of those guys. Reeves is likely. Reeves is like somewhat likely in my opinion. And like I said, Josh Hart, I think makes some sense as like, you know, they had Kelvin Johnson. So like, why can't they have Josh Hart? You need guys that can somehow get in the game. John Moran is the one guy that I think could be different. He's just so good. Um, I don't think they'll do it, obviously, for a lot of different reasons. Um, Darius Garland's interesting to me. De'Aaron Fox is interesting to me. But I I think ultimately they don't want to take a guy like Fox, who's not a great shooter. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Garland, Garland, I think, is probably, if the plans were for him to play, he probably would be on this World Cup roster. I think if he said no, then they're probably just like, all right, that's fine. Because we have a bunch of guys that are like similar, right? So well, I, I think Garland is the sneaky contest dark horse just because he can shoot. He's very good. Yeah. He's very and good. He also seems like a good vibes guy. You know, like, Halliburton like a good seems vibes like guy. He does. Hal- Halliburton, always Halliburton, Halliburton is a Halliburton is a good vibes guy for sure. Yeah, he's a I really like good vibe. Halliburton's always smiling. Well, like, what about like we didn't even talk about like Brandon Ingram, but like I don't think he's going. Well, that's like the borderline wings now. Oh, Brandon we're, we're into borderline had, wings. Okay. Brandon Ingram's had a sort of an up and down run. You have guys who have never been in consideration. Bradley Beal, does he make it? If no shot, he's going. It's so it's not happening. What if Kevin Durant says he's my buddy now? Oh well, then then yeah, he's going, yeah, but okay. he's not going. Desmond Bain as an extra shooter. Do you need an extra shooter? I don't know. I think, like I said, if that was going to be the plan, I'd be surprised if Desmond Bain wasn't already there. Okay, because you have a lot of wings at this point. So your roster right now, you're talking about your point guard's light. I mean, unless you're playing Devin Booker there. I mean, Don he's going to handle there. the ball a lot. I think. Yeah, because you're only pure point guard. You haven't officially greenlit Brunson or Halliburton yet. And I haven't, like I said, I think I think there's a chance Dame plays. I think there's a chance Steph plays. Like, but I I also, like I said, I would just play Drew. But like, I don't, I don't, I truly don't know. Like, it's it's hard to know with those guys. Drew is the guy I would want personally of everybody. And then their your wings are going to be solid. You know, like Tatum, Mikael Bridges, Anthony Edwards, Jalen Brown. If you want them, it's question mark is the big guys. Because right now you have Bam, you have Paolo. I mean, I would, I know who it. I would personally bring if assuming Anthony Davis, I, I would bring Evan Mobley, I think. Yeah. Like, I think there's a young generation like Evan Mobley, Chet, Chet throwing Chet in there. It's a possibility he's played before, like he's familiar with international basketball. I don't yeah. think he'll be up to speed quite ready enough to play. Well, I'll but give yeah. you a big wild card. Cause, and then there's like traditional big guys. If you, you just want like a big guy is like Brock Lopez, Miles Turner, Too Mitchell old. Robinson for dream, rebounding. No, they're not taking Mitchell Robinson. And then the 400-pound elephant in the room, Zion Williamson. Yeah, Can I mean, if he's good, it, like he's – okay, let's say Zion makes it through this year. Like let's say Zion even plays this year. I don't even, I don't even know. We never hear anything about him. Yeah. It's only negative news when you hear about him. If he's good this year, you have to take him. How can you not? One, he's It'd just be a so hum- fun, right? He's a humongous star. Yeah, four hundred pound elephant in the room. You're such a dick. But it's like it, he has to. If he's good and he makes it through the season healthy, he has to play a hundred percent. He's too talented. But, but I, there, I do think are you the, like ending up with two similar types, Paolo and Zion, as your big guys. Kind of like do you need a big big guy? They like play like they guy. play like multiple. No, not really. Like. They, their best roster in 2021 was when Durant was their five man. So if you wanted, if the plan was to get Evan Mobley in there, I'm just saying, why, like he's the why guy. Why is he I would, playing now? I don't know. Again, we I don't know who said no, who said yes. Like I don't know if he wasn't invited, and and you know maybe they they thought they wanted a little bit more like side, like a little bit more girth, if you will, a little bit more right. like shooting. But I think Evan Mobley is a guy that needs to be in the program. He played in the under 18s, like he's been in the program before. Um. 
And I do think, like I said, the the, the big swings for me in terms of like what the team's going to look like, because I, I am sure of approximately like four people, like Tatum, Booker, yeah. Yeah. Bam, for sure. Those three, 100%. If they want to go, they're in. Mm-hmm. And I think they will want to go. And then I do think Anthony Edwards will be there as well. That's Those are the four that I'm I'm willing to plant my flag and say like, oh, yes. I agree. And I think Mikel Bridges is, is right on that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bridges. Bridges yeah. is five bridges is five um but the swing guys for me it's like yeah the guys you mentioned are like durant so so here are the ones the the big let let me talk about like the 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 guys that i think will make or break the roster in terms of like what it will look like Mm -hmm. durant drew anthony davis those surprised you're putting drew so high on that list because i i just think he's so good that they will not like if he wants to play in terms of what international basketball is they will take him and that's why and and obviously, like I would throw Steph Curry on that mix, but like I don't think he is all that likely to play. But the three guys that I mentioned, they just make your roster so different, right? If you have Anthony Davis, then like sure, you have Bam too, but like you probably don't need another big, right? You take Paolo and that's fine. Like if you have Durant, you definitely don't need another big alongside Anthony Davis. So if you have those three guys, all of a sudden your roster just looks a lot different, right? And now maybe you are looking for guys like all right, now we, you know, let's pull a Zach Levine. Like, let's grab Austin Reeves because we could use kind of like that, you know, Swiss Army knife guy who can handle it, who can shoot it, whatever. But if you don't get those guys, then it's like, all right, well, maybe we do need Donovan Mitchell because we need another guy who can score. Like, maybe we do need to grab Halliburton because we want a guard who can shoot it a little bit better. So we're basically on the same page. You you kind of mirrored a lot of what I was thinking. I didn't, I didn't prioritize Drew Holiday as much as you did, but I want to end with a couple of questions for you. Okay. Because you've debated a lot. Three questions to end it. Number one, let's say you can't get the star guards that you want and you have to make this choice. You need one of those B tier guards. You've danced around it. Brunton, Halliburton, John Morant, whoever it is, Trey Young, you didn't want. You have to pick one to be the lead ball handler. Is Donovan Mitchell and, and Garland don't count in this? Well, Garland, you could throw in. Yeah, Garland. I'm not counting Mitchell and Booker. I think I'd probably, I think I'd pick Jalen Brunson personally. As like your third guard, maybe if those two. Kind of surprised with that, but the size I think is important. He is very steady, seems like a very good leader. I think I'd probably pick Brunson. Okay. And then the last one, second to last one, you mentioned like the need to get these guys in the program, especially these promising young big guys. Let's say you could sign the net guy to a two Olympic contract. So they all agreed to go in 2024, 2028. Okay. And you only can pick one of the three, Paolo, Evan Mobley, Chet Holmgren. Good question. I'd pick Paolo, I think, as of today. Uh, I do think Evan is Evan Mobley is a, a, an important guy in terms of like if he can take a leap offensively. I'm just not confident in Chet's ability to stay healthy, although I do think, like I said, he, he makes a lot of sense on this team. I, I worry a little bit about his frame, but I, I think I'd pick Paolo as of today. I, I don't I don't know that I think it's like like particularly close between the three either, just in terms of like what Paolo brings to the table. But uh, if I had to rank them in terms of ability, maybe it'd be closer, but just in terms of like frame and what he brings to the table and age, I, I think I just picked Paolo over the other two pretty quickly. Okay. Then the last question, because it seems like our, your starting lineup right now would probably be like Booker playing a little bit point guard, probably Anthony Edwards, Mikel Bridges, Tatum and Bam, right? Sort yeah, of like probably something court. like that. Maybe Jalen Brown if he comes, like yeah. something like that. Yeah. Okay. And so that's your lineup. And then you get a word. 
there's room on the plane. You could only invite one of the old guard superstars. So we're talking LeBron, Anthony Durant. Davis, Durant for sure. Durant. Over, I would, I would yeah, invite Anthony Durant. Davis. I, assuming David. Durant's healthy, Anthony Davis doesn't count. He's thirty. He's like thirty-one. Like well, I'm Anthony Davis him should, in that group. He should be on the team, but no, I, I take Durant. I, I just think like he's the one. <laughs> like this is stupid to say because like we have so many good players, but like Durant's the one guy that like there's just never an answer for. There hasn't been an answer for him for 15 years at the international level. Like they don't have guys athletic enough to guard him. He's taller than everybody. The international three is closer. It's like a layup for him. Like I, it, I, he'd be the one guy that I would actually like beg to come and play on the team, assuming he was healthy. What if I threw? And as an option, Joel Embiid, knowing that taking him takes him off France. I don't. I. I mean, that doesn't matter to me. Embiid's not the type of guy that I think would swing an Olympic medal. France is good, but like, what are they going to play Embiid and Rudy Gobert together? I know. And Victor, it's a big team. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't see it. Like, and it's not to say that they shouldn't. I mean, if Embiid wants to play, figure it, figure out a way to do it, right? But I, I, I Durant would be my choice for sure. Like Durant, and then probably Steph Curry. I think even before Anthony Davis. Would be my second choice, but yeah, Durant, no question. I agree. I think we're on the same page with a lot of this. It's it's fun to watch. I'm glad that we've had this sort of little distraction in the cold period of before the NBA. Um, anything else that you noticed? Anyone like you really liked, disliked? Any international guys? Uh, Luigi Datomi, Luigi Datomi, or whatever. I just like totally forgot about the fact that when I worked in the uh, D League, G League now, but D League back then, he was playing for like. I don't even remember who the Pistons affiliate was, but or, or they had like loaned him out. Maybe they didn't even have an affiliate at that point. But I literally thought it was like a guy who was a bouncer at like a European nightclub. Like he was humongous. He had like a just he was bald, like huge beard. And he walked off the bus and he no joke. So he walks off the bus like they walk into the locker room. This was the University of Delaware. The visitor's locker room was like total trash. And he walks out of the locker room. And he asked me for an extra towel. And I was like, okay. So I hand him a towel. And he said back, he was like, you guys have the best towels so far of the G League. Oh, wow. And I was like, I was like, the towels were such trash, Sam. (laughs) They were just like, they bought them at like on clearance at like Bed Bath and Beyond or something. But like, he literally was like, you guys have the best towels. And I was like, that must be like a lifestyle change to go from like being a cool guy in Italy to hanging out with you and getting a towel i mean he wasn't hanging out with me but that was what he said to me (laughs) i had two like very notable interactions with like other big men that did not play for the delaware 87ers but the other one was with daniel orton if you remember him he was just like a crazy head case but he was uh, the big guy from like kentucky kentucky yeah Yeah. but i had to drive them from like their hotel to practice and he sat in the front seat of the van i was driving and he spent the entire time telling me about how the eerie I think he played, he played for the main Red Claws because he was in Celtics organization. And he told me the entire time that uh, the main van was better than the one that we had. And they called it Claw Force One because they were the Red Claws. And he just sat next to me for 25 minutes and told me how they had like a backup cam. And like they just said all this stuff. And sometimes he got to drive it. And I was just like, man, you were. And he was like 19, right? Like he was a kid. And I just was like, man, you were so immature. And then he got thrown out of the game like eight minutes into the game for arguing with the officials. So and do you, have you seen, there's an Amazon show, I think called like G league dreams or something. Uh, I saw that it exists. I have not watched it, but I did see it. Like I was scrolling through, I think on demand and I saw that it exists. I should watch it. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I was kind of tempted. I to think it's it about probably. ignite though. Right. Like, I don't think it's about, I don't know. I, I saw like the face on the poster was like, 
Seth Curry or something. I don't know why. He, mm-hmm. I mean, he was maybe in the G League at one point. He was. Know. He was. I do think it's interesting. Um, I I've, I don't know if I've separately talked to you about this, but I wish that I had taken notes, like to to like write a book or whatever about that season because the G League now is actually like very well put together. Right, salaries are more competitive than they've been. But like when Delaware started, we were the only team that was like wholly owned by an NBA team. And that since then, now there's, you know, 29 teams have their own G League team at this point. Mm. And so, like, we were playing, you know, like, Fort Wayne was, like, owned by Fort Wayne. It was, like, a huge deal there. They had been in the G- the D League for so long. And I just feel like the the minor league aspect of it was so great back then. I mean, it sucked. Like, there were things that made me want to, like, my head explode every day. But, like, now the experience is just so different. Like, it's not – you have to grind it out if you're on, like, a low contract for sure but it's not nearly the same as it was. And that makes me sad because like, I would still read that book. I mean, there, do you ever read the Paul Shirley book? I read, was, I read his book. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the 13th man or something. And, and then, then there was a book called uh, underbelly hoops, which was like, I think the guy was the head coach at incarnate word, but Carson Cunningham. And he played in like the CBA and like Dave Yeager was a big character in the book. And like, it's, it's cool. Like, and so that part, I, I wish I had taken notes I didn't do it because I was like, man, I'm going to be in this for life. And like, I don't want to, you know, you don't want to be a mole and all that stuff. But the stories were just unbelievable. Like, it just was so much less put together than you'd expect. It was like all smoke and mirrors. And then you'd get like NBA guys down on like rehab assignments who are making millions of dollars. And, you know, they're riding a bus like nine hours down the Pennsylvania Turnpike. And it's like, it just was different. And now I, I think the NBA has done like an amazing job of making the league like very, very viable. But back then, like, and that was only 10 years ago, like it was 2014. So I just, I wish I had, you know, I just, I, I think I've told this. You still have, yeah. You have an ironclad memory. No, I mean, I just, I think, I just know that the opening of the book would be this guy, Kirill Fusenko, who is the first, he's the second round pick, but he played in the NBA for a couple of years and he, they, they got him and we ended up trading him, but he was, he went through security three different times at the Philly airport because he needed to go out and smoke cigarettes. And then he was like, all right, I can't go through security this time. So he went to an electronics like stand in the airport and bought an e-cigarette and was literally smoking it in the terminal and was like, there's no nicotine in here. This sucks. And like, that was going to, that would have been my opening scene of the book was like, I, I would guy, buy that book. Would you watch my played- documentary on the Hollywood ending, the last run of Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Steph Curry, all playing together. Their last games of basketball. Five years sounds- from now. That's five years. Yeah. From- I mean, I'll watch it, but. That's when the writer's strike might end. So it's kind of perfect. <laughs> they need documentary content. You should yeah. pitch it now to Rich Paul. I'm like- telling you, it's, it's a go- I guarantee that's in the works already. And you could right. throw Bronny on the team, you know? No, that's devastating. You don't know. He, he may- I mean, they say he's going to play basketball again, but I mean, at least they know he has a congenital heart defect. all right that's it for us this week uh we'll be back next week i'm sure something will happen between now and then um he is dan underscore ellison on twitter and reddit you can email the show zandrick ellison at gmail.com and uh as always and butter take care thanks for listening to the underdog sports nba show with your host tyler laurie and zandrick ellison tune in next week for more nba storylines and news 